It's an argument opening up a clear advantage in the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mile novices. An argument by... Boyle Sports has it all. Moneyback meetings every day. UK and Irish racing live streaming. Extra places and money back all losers offers. And a bet 10 get 40 welcome offer. Boyle Sports, this is betting. So hello and welcome back to the Chantilly podcast on a Friday morning. Before declarations on Sunday, Ronald Groom, it's an Irish bonanza because, of course, we do not have Ascot. The Clarence House doesn't go ahead. And, well, of course, we have inspections at Haydock as well. So it's an Irish bonanza. We're going to take a look at three races on the card at Navin on Saturday. Of course, Turles, now what was the Kinlock Bray, Mr. Groom, on Sunday. And well, the Tiestes Chase, of course, that is the final race we're going to take a look at. Obviously, anti-post rules apply um, in the five cast. But we said we would take a look at the, the old Tiestes Chase. And we put like one in there. And, um, yeah, well, you're, you're heading a ski and plenty of frost around. Probably frosty around uh, County Loud here than it is in the French Alps, Mr. Groom. Yeah, Austria is where I'm heading for, and uh, I don't mind seeing the cold weather there. But pity about this weekend, unfortunately. Looking forward to an Argentine and an Edward Stone. Uh, I think they might reschedule that for next week, possibly at, at uh, Cheltenham. Uh, but we're stuck into the Irish now. Uh, please, like fingers crossed. I, I, I was checking the forecast all week, and it's been to tall uh, to kind of cool down or, or to heat to heat up even um, to, to today. So from noon, so. Uh, we should be okay with the Irish meetings uh, and uh, lost to get stuck into Navin and uh, Thurlis. Absolutely. Well, we will have a special guest later on the show, Mr. Groom. And uh, I suppose we, just to, to highlight the five cast race is going to go down through it. They are up on screen at the moment. Uh, the 107 at Navin is uh, the first race we're going to take a look at on Saturday. The 142 at Navin, take notes, as Mike Vince would say. The 142 at Navin, also going to take a look at that. The 327 race at Navin. And uh, well, at Turles on Sunday, as mentioned, the uh, Kinlock Bray race uh, won by, of course, Alaho. Now the horse and jockey, Mr. Groom, as you were correcting me, uh, quite rightly off air. And the Tiestes chase, of course, as well, which is on Thursday. A big day at Gorham Park. And uh, look forward to uh, getting down there. We will crack on. Just a very quick thank you. Plenty of... Uh, well, good support in the last video, of course, on Monday, Mr. Groom, was episode number 11 of the Road to Cheltenham Challenge. This is episode number 25, building a bit of momentum now towards, obviously, as we, we, we head towards Cheltenham. Um, anyone who hasn't, I suppose, subscribed to the channel, please do so. As Mike Vince would say, like the video and do as well. Get your five cast in down below. Patrick Hickey was a winner of the last winner of the five cast. We do have a draw later on on the show. And uh, we have uh, we'll be four in the drum. And just to, to highlight on that, Mr. Groom, um, Patrick Hickey was a winner of the five cast last week. He has done a bet uh, with Boyle Sports, and he said he's going to donate €100 euro to charity that comes up. So it's a travel for Cheltenham. More on that later on. So first race we're going to take a look at is, as mentioned, the 107 at Navan on Saturday. I don't know, are you going up? I know you're not going skiing till, till, till Sunday. But the 107 is, it's a great B. It's a decent-looking contest. Um, plenty of prize money at stake at the moment. We've 15 declared the ground is soft to heavy, and this is a great B handicap hurdle over two and a half miles. And I must start by saying, Is the Gordon Elliott stable form a bit of a worry? Three percent rolling in the last fortnight, yeah, it would have to be, it would have to be a bit of a worry for sure. Uh, and he's got a few in here, uh, potentially interesting, the likes of Old Fleuron, 
uh, and um, the top of the weights there, Grand Raw was a classy horse in his day, but uh, I would be taking him on here anyway and going back to an old friend of mine. Uh, you know, we all have these horses that we connect to for some reason, probably because we backed them for a win at a nice price. And that was me with Drop the Anchor uh, at the Dublin Racing Festival a couple of seasons ago. Uh, I was I backed him there for that Ladbrokes hurdle, what used to be the Pierce hurdle, and he came home with a late rattle, and that's that's his running style. Now, he he uh, has form over hurdles since he hasn't won since he wouldn't have the greatest form figures coming into this over hurdles he's nine five zero zero but that doesn't take into account his win in the november handicap at nace uh, where he flew home there to beat uh, my mate mozzie uh you know a really nice performance on the on the flat uh, elevated his rating to 94 there uh, and he can run back now i think he's been just kept back for this uh, soft ground. He's always shaped as if he'd stay two and a half miles. He finishes off his races over two miles really well on soft ground. So soft ground two and a half miles now I think could be what he needs at, at nine. And Aidan Kelly who rides him has been riding really well in the in the green and gold recently. He rode uh, Birdie Bliss to win nicely at, at, at Punchestown last Sunday and the week before that he was on Cotaharla. Like two easy winners so he's getting nice opportunities for uh, JP now and I just think he's an interesting jockey booking for Drop the Anchor I want to mention as well the mayor Rebel Ivy like she absolutely bolted up the last day and she beat heaven help us in Queensbrook now most people will say oh geez they were you know they weren't off or they weren't not off but they weren't ready to run um, they're on their seasonal debut there um, you know probably lacking fitness or whatever but she, this mayor absolutely bolted up she was on her seasonal debut as well she had some nice form last season I think the handicapper probably looked at it and said, I can't really give her that much because I'm not sure how much, how 100% the others were. And you only gave her £12. She's very interesting off a mark of 129 if you believe the run. And I do to an extent. I do have a yeah. slight doubt yeah. that the others weren't, weren't running as well as they could have been. But I definitely think she's worth when the When the betting did come out from... Oh, Fell over there. Uh, when the betting does come up from Boyle Sports, have a look at this mare. She, yeah. she, she's interesting. Yeah, the, the, you've mentioned too there, Rebel Ivy was the one that I suppose I was most interested in. And for five cast purposes, you know, if you get a decent price on Rebel Ivy, you mentioned, I suppose, how good was the, you know, the, the horses that ran in behind Queensbrook and Heaven Help Us. They finished third and, and well, second and third. So, you know, I suppose if you look at the bear form, she, she looks like a new animal this season. And obviously it was, you know, she'll have no trouble on the ground. She is lightly raced. As you said, what does the handicap, we give her 12 pounds. Um, coming in here, I mean, she's beat and uh, she's beat, um, heaven help us, who's rated 136 and you know, Queen's Book by 144 by 10 and 14 lengths, respectively. So, if you're to believe the bear form, she has to be an absolute massive player in here. That's uh, Rebel Ivy. You've met a case for drop the cat, the anchor, he could be on a very dangerous mark, couldn't he? I mean, he won, was it the final race of the flat season? He won. At, at yeah, on, on the final the card anyway. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not sure it's the final actual race, but it was big yeah, performance, I thought. Yeah, it was like he's obviously going to have no trouble on, on on the ground, and like he is reasonably likely race as well for a nine year old. So as as you you've made a good case for him, I just think she's very very interesting. Love the way she did it last time. Yeah, this was the one quite like. There's going to be absolutely no doubt. There's going to be pace in this race, and she can come from off a, off a strong pace on the ground. Nice racing weight. I just like Rebel Ivy. Yeah, I think she's 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 definitely a big player here, Roman, in what is the one all seven. So get your picks down below for the five cast. Download the Boil Sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers. Boil Sports, this is betting. 
Right, coming on to the 142, Roland at Navin, it is a handicap hurdle. Slightly lesser grade here, two miles, four furlong the distance. We have uh, 19 runners this time, and uh, we don't have prices as of yet, but uh, what did you like the look of in here in the uh, 142 at Navin? Big feel and looks competitive. Yeah, I'm very much getting on the Aidan Kelly train at Navin on Saturday, Basil. Uh, I like the Mary Wrights here for Robert Widger, uh, Indy Bell. Um, I think she's interested. She's in really good form. She ran fifth in the listed race to uh, Durasso, no less, uh, back in December. Uh, now she was fifth of five there, well beaten, but she was 300 to one and she was only beaten 25 lengths. It wasn't an absolute disgrace for a mare running off American 94. And she duly obliged next time in a, in a chase at Tremor and then went back to Tremor on New Year's Day and finished third in a two-mile handicap hurdle. I think coming back up two and a half miles, uh, the, the distance she won over at Tremor uh, was two miles, five and a half. Uh, coming back up to two and a half miles on the heavy ground here, she's in good form. She's back over hurdles compared to her chase mark. She's four pounds well in, well, you know, four pounds better off. Uh, I think in a race that, as you say, Basil, is pretty average, to be honest, and a few of these are in, you know, poor form, uh, very exposed. It could be a decent betting like, race, and there could be anything in here that's... Yeah. To use yeah, the phrase, sure. thrown in. But you're taking on my selection, John, because uh, Indy Bell was, was the one I was most interested in as well. Look, she, I thought if you look back at her, her penultimate start, that was at Dowlet Tremor over fences. She led most of the way. She's probably likely to be up there on the pace, or certainly prominent in the race. She's going to handle the testing conditions. It was soft ground in that race at Tremor over fences. Obviously, she reverts back to hurdles. Um, the ground, as mentioned, is not going to be an issue lovely racing weight and uh, well you have mentioned of course indy bell it would be written by aiden kelly and you've made reference to his forms the strike rate for this young man he's obviously full value for the claim 43 percent strike rate so i said seven rides and there uh, were three winners in the last fortnight so um clearly the right man on board just to mention for penny jar obviously for local trainer pat downey i'm sure it will be favored by nanny just the ground maybe a slight worry yeah very much so yeah the one thing I would say about that form is the form is working out because Verdant Place, if anyone hasn't seen that horse that won for, for Pat Foley on Monday at Punchestown, put that one in the tracker because I'd say it'll win again. I think the form has stood up, has been given a break, but I suppose the break and the ground possibly an issue. And it might be a big ask to, to, to go in and win a fourth race in a row for Penny Jar in this sort of company. So with you, Roland, Indy Bell in what's the one? 42 at Navan, I was going to say Punchestown. Download the Boil Sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers. Boil Sports, this is betting. What way do you see the 327 at Navin on Saturday? Because well, there's a, lots of point-to-point forming here. This is really low-grade stuff, Roland. So you're going to earn your crust here, Mr. Groom. It's low-grade stuff, right? But this uh, tree loud knocks uh, 11-year-old for Brian Mortal. Um, like, he is quite interesting on the back of his run at Limerick. So he was third to Sir Bob there in a handicap chase uh, on the last day of the Limerick Christmas Festival, right? But he was £17 out of the handicap. So he had to compete off American 97. He's only rated 80. Uh, so essentially, he can run here off his, uh, his actual mark. Uh, Michael Sullivan, you know, a grade one winning jockey on top of him, has taken £5 off. So, you know... You can take this form literally sometimes at this such a low level. It's, I don't think it's simple as that. But he definitely has to have a chance of uh, essentially running off 17 pounds lower than when he was third to Sir Bob in probably what was, you know, uh, it wasn't as big a field, but definitely like, horses in better form. Uh, so 
I think he's really interesting tree loud Knox. I'd be very interested to see what the traders put him in at uh, when they price this race up. There are a few horses in decent form, like the Spansel Hill, Diego's Way, Sanibel Island, winning recently as well. You know, so there there are they'd be fancy towards the top of the market. But this tree loud Knox, just on the back of that Limerick run, I think he's really interesting. So yeah, interesting in him. Mm, yeah, tree loud Knox wasn't. I had it between Spansel Hill, Sanibel Island, and the one that I'm going to put in here is. Uh, and you're probably getting a decent enough price on this Legacy of Dreams. This rated 82 was a point to point winner at Mr. Groom back in October. Not going to have any trouble on the ground. As I was running quite a few point to points uh, for that man, Philip Rotwell, who was, was he had three winners in the last fortnight. Certainly a stable um, in form at the moment. Paddy O'Hanlon on board, paying five pounds off. Nice racing weight of 10 10. And I thought it was a brilliant effort at Fairy House on New Year's Day. When, when it was upsides, the, the likes of Manor Appeal and sure, why not? Coming down to the last over three miles of our hurdles on soft ground and just weakened late on. Miss P. Elvin was riding on the on, on that occasion, claiming sevens. Paddy O'Hanlon today, or well, on Saturday, tomorrow, as we're recording. I thought it was a, a, an encouraging effort over hurdles. This is his first run over fences on the track. And is uh, lightly raced individuals, and he had seven runs over hurdles. I thought that was probably its career best obviously on the track last time and finishing third of uh, 17 so that's one that i would uh, possibly put into the mix Leg legacy appeal and you're probably going to get a decent price on it so um for philip rockwell in what is the 327 uh, race at navin on saturday right set uh, mr group next up we'll be moving to sunday and turles's card download the ball sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers Boil sports this is betting well, it's horse and jockey time, Mr. Groom. What way do you see it? No Alaho this season, but I, we were just talking off air. It's probably likely, we're, we're obviously, for five cast purposes, when this goes live, everyone will have full will have full declarations for the five cast. But we were just talking off air. It's probably likely that a good few of these could, especially at the front of what's likely to be the front of the market, will stand their ground. Yeah, you'd like to think so, because it'll be a brilliant race if they do. Uh, the likes of Fakir Dari up there, Shakan Borsois moving up to two and a half miles. That's really interesting. And you'd like Time Ambition, Durasso, really, really solid. Uh, Hawthorne Colour even is a horse people latched onto last season, coming up a trip. Uh, and French Dynamite was the one I was interested in. I mentioned him on the Christmas mm. kind of review. Uh, and I think he's really interesting. I'd be if he's declared here, I'd be I'm gonna have a bit on him each way. Just like concerned with him, possibly, yeah. But if he's declared here, kind of it signals the intent of um Mouse Morris that he's gonna stick with him to graded level. I wanted to back him for the Ryanair, but I was I was half thinking that they might just um, go with his mark again and go for maybe that Paddy Power play instead. Oh, oh, so, I, way, yeah. yeah, I think I'm gonna back him at 30 trees each way. If he is declared here, it just signals my intent. Signals the intent of the the owner and connections that they um they want to stick to graded level, uh, and I think he's interested back at Cheltenham. So I'll be very interested to see what he, he runs here. As you say, we're, we're working off entries now, so it's a bit of a guessing game for us. But by the time this goes out, I'm sure uh, the decks will be in, so there'll be a better shape to the race. Just to, to mention, you know, Shakam Parsois, very interesting. Always comes on for his first run, and coming up and trip. I don't know what you feel about him at the two and a half miles. Yeah. But he travels well. He always travels so well over the two miles and jumps well. I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering do you blunt what he's good at, and is this kind of trying to reach in a bit from, uh, from Willie Mullins to try and get him competitive again, a graded one level eventually at two and a half miles. We'll have to see. Fakir de Dere probably is going to be the solid one, the one to beat here. 
Uh, if he does turn up, uh, he usually comes on for his first run as well. So, uh, really good race if they all show up, but uh, hopefully they do. You might be, okay, I think anyone trying to make a case for, for Shaq and Bourseois for the Ryanair, like, I just personally couldn't be having it whatsoever. Um, I think they're clutching at straws because, um, look, he's an 11-year-old. But that being said, Ronan, he is a lightly enough race to 11-year-old. You know, obviously he was off the track yeah. um, a lot in his early years. I don't know what you thought of his run. Obviously, Blue Lord is is, is a real improver. He's, he's went away and won by foot. Well, he, he won by, was it, was it 11 lengths? And Shaq and Bersois sandwiched in between Course of Line, who's top of America for the Grand Annual, and Captain Guinness. So I think he's going to have to step up on that form. And maybe two and a half miles will bring out more improvement. You know, Factor Duderie, look, he's run into Aloha in this race a couple of times in the past. He's not going to have any trouble on the ground. And Factor Duderie could be set for a big year because, you know, obviously didn't run in Cheltenham last season. Uh, they avoided it, but you know, was a winner at Ascot, and and obviously his probably his best effort last season did come at entry. But with, with with doubts around Aloha this season, I thought it was a fine effort on a season reappearance. I'd be finding it hard to oppose Fakir Dudery here. French Dynamite have slight concerns on on ratings and on the ground. He's going to have to obviously uh, come forward plenty in official ratings. And look, I'm not knocking your selection, but I certainly I I'd be more interested in French Dynamite than getting involved in Czech and Persuade. But I think uh, the solid one in here is Fakir Dudery. And it wouldn't surprise me if Lifetime Ambition, there wasn't much between him and um, Lifetime Ambition and Fakir Dudery at Punchestown. I wouldn't be surprised if he ran a big race. So if they all stand their ground, it's a cracker, as you said. But Fakir Dudery, I think, for five cast purposes, is uh, is probably the solid one, Mr. Groom. Right, Tayestis Chase. Mr. Groom, that will be next. Download the Ball Sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers. Boil Sports, this is betting. So, Mr. Groom, uh, it is obviously anti-post to yesterday's chase. We're going to be looking a lot to this. We're going to be looking at it with Davey uh, Boland more in more detail on Monday. Um, he's he's replacing the, the Golden Groom as he's up on the Alps uh, scheme. So, Davey Boland is going to be on the Monday show, and uh, we're going to be look, taking a closer look at the Tiestes um, next week early on. What way do you see it? Um, you, you mentioned at the top, uh, top of the show, like Gordon's form is definitely uh, worrying, and he has he does have a good kind of chunk of the runners here, and a lot of the fancy ones as well, like sort of Scaria Ten, Pencil Full of Lead, yeah, you know, even that Porterstown winner Punitive, I thought was interesting as well. Okay, if um, it's already, here's a question for you: If Gordon had really stable form, wasn't maybe a concern? Which of the Gordon runners would interest you the most? For probably me, that Punitive or Cocoa Beach. Yeah, he's interesting as well. He could be he could be back to to a workable mark, but that probably the the uh, the fairy house winner punitive. I thought he did it well, and the horsey beat Fakira ran very well the other day at Pontchartrain, um, and he's kind of lightly raced chaser. Will stay all day like the ground that, that sort of thing. I think frontal assault is interesting as well. I wouldn't give up on him. Um, back in a handicap, um, you know, Gordon has good record in this race, but the best record obviously is William Mullins. He's at eight winners since the millennium. Uh, and Franco de Port, I guess, is in their favours. Um, Willie like, always likes to, to, you know, have a horse for this local race. Um, but the one I like, Basil, and I think you're a fan as well, is Donkey Years for Eric McNamara. Yeah. Now, Eric McNamara won the Paddy Power chase with Real Steel at 33 to 1, and Donkey Years was his other run in the race and seeded Mark Walsh earlier, but he was much more fancy Donkey Years. Went off 10 to 1 there. For that big handicap chase, his form behind that, like he was third to the big dog, uh, at the, the big dog, the big dog, then in Limerick, 
which was a really good run. Like go back then to Punchestown. He won the uh, the three mile handicap chase there on the last day of the Punchestown Festival last season. Uh, so he's really progressive on his last few runs. Uh, donkey years and the fact <laughs> that he's going off t- ten to one for a Paddy Power, right? Like he should be going off a bit shorter here in theory. Um, like it's not a stronger race. It's not going to be as big of a field. Uh, and I think he could be. He's JP's. Excuse me. He's JP's only runner in the race. Uh, which is interesting as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, big fan of him, Donkey Years. I think he, you know, with some bookmakers, other bookmakers in around the fourteen to one mark. That's that's uh, an interesting kind of way in as well. I think that's probably you know a bit generous on what he's done, Donkey Years, and the record he has. So I'm looking at towards him uh, as a possible play here. Yeah, so am I, and we're going to try, Mister Green. That's my pick at this stage for the race. I'm going to go into more detail on Monday, but at this point in time, I'm with Donkey Years as well. As you mentioned, he's you know he's not overraced at three miles. I love what he done in the early part of last season, uh, over two and a half miles, the minimum distance. Um, he finished second. He caught my eye when finishing second to Facker Delen at Turles, and it was good to yield in ground. He has won on heavy at two miles in Navin in the past. So if it turns up really soft here, it's not going to be an issue to him. Um, the form, obviously, with the big dog is cracking form, you know, at Navin. Or sorry, at, at Limerick, I should say. He's gone on and won. Uh, the Tritown, and you know, since then, obviously, ran a big race in what was the the, the Welsh National. So, really decent form, as you mentioned. What well, didn't go off on Bansied, um for the, the Pretty Power Leperstown at Christmas, and you'd have to think, you know, off his mark of 134, there's probably a bit of wiggle room off that. And as you mentioned, he's JP's only runner. So, yeah, intriguing because I I couldn't back a Gordon Elliott horse for the for the test is chase based on you know what I'm seeing in terms of the figures at the moment. Uh, and he could go and win it. You know, he's obviously has plenty of chances in there. The one of Willie's, because obviously Willie's going to target this race. I thought carefully selected. Was he off the track for you know, over, was it over a thousand days before he ran at Christmas? You know, it wasn't over hard on him, Sean O'Keefe, you know, crept away at the back of the field. I'm just wondering, certainly he could be one of the best handicapped horses in the race. Obviously went off to the favourite for a national hook chase at one point in time. We haven't seen him for, um, you know, almost a good to three years. But, you know, he could be a more relaxed horse now at this stage. There could be wiggle room off his uh, current mark. And of the ones that Willie have, at the, you know, at the top of the mark, I'd be more interested in him now than Franco de Porte, I think. Um, you know, the Tiestas traditionally favours horses, you know, lower down in the weights. But if you look at the stats of the Tiestas over the last 20 years, it does pay to be right down the bottom of the weights. And that's something with donkey's ears, just to mention, it's going to get in right at the bottom. So... Uh, incredible. We'll, we'll try to get a, a price boost. If anyone does want to follow us in on Donkey Years, and we're going to try to get a price boost. Keep an eye on Twitter, uh, our Twitter page, um, on the pinned tweet section, and that's where we've been putting our price boosts um, with Boy Sports in there. So do keep an eye on that if you do fancy Donkey Years. Right, Mr. Groom, it's at nap and next best time. And at the end, then we're going to draw the winner of the latest five cast. Mr. Groom, nap and next best. Take it away. Yeah, I'm going to nap, uh, drop the anchor in the nice handicap hurdle at Navin. And next best, uh, I will go with that um, three loud knocks. Just think he's interesting in that uh, the last race in Navin on Saturday. Mr. Groom, my nap of the weekend when it does come, uh, Mr. Groom, at Haydock, if it goes ahead. Because there is a likelihood that Haydock could potentially go ahead. And I think in the 255 at Haydock, it's priced up at 72 at the moment. There's a horse in there for the skeletons called Shalka Jack. Fell on a three appearance. I think this is going to be a much better chaser than he was a hurdler. 
half is uh, with Kurt Mark at the moment over fences of 125 has dropped officially four pounds by the handicapper for falling. So could be well handicapped. Obviously not ideal coming off the back of a fall, but just that 125, this horse, Shulka Jack, and um, he's going to be a much better chaser. And uh, with my next best, Mr. Groom, I am going to go, I'm going to keep it simple. I think Facker Dudery, I think a lot of these will line up on Saturday. We'll put Facker Dudery in as the next best. So maybe uh, a double on the two of those, should they both go ahead. And uh, Mr. Groom, that has been episode number 25 for the season. And uh, well, we are going to get a special guest right now. Yeah, so delighted to be joined by Brian Hayes on what is the uh, Chantilly podcast, episode number 25 of the season. Brian, couldn't be going better. 35 winners last season, but you're well on course again this year. Yeah, season going well so far, Barry. Um, yeah, starting to sit on a few nice horses this season now. Um, obviously, great to be attached to the William Mullins yard there as well, getting on um, a few of them as well. So it's uh, it's all going, going, uh, going nicely, yeah. Super. It'd be rude probably not to start with Impervious, of course. Uh, Brian, this this, uh, this mare was... Uh, did you expect her to win last time, I suppose, giving way to the Geldings? Yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely going to be hard to give Geldings um, a pound, whereas usually we'd be getting seven pounds off him if, if it was a grade one, but... Um, uh, you'd have to be have to be so impressed with her the way she the way she put a, a good horse of Henry the Bromheads to bed there and to pull twenty two lengths clear of the third horse it was a it was a fair performance. Yeah, you've struck up a, a quite a good relationship with her as well, and she's I suppose looking she's unbeaten over fences. She's most of her forms on testing ground. Do you think is that is 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 that is she better on that type of ground, Brian? Yeah, she definitely handles it very well, um, but at the same time, I'd have no worries about her running on nicer ground um she has a, a nice action nice way of an easy way of going so i don't think going to cheltenham and the possibility of nicer ground or or, or the festivals towards the spring um i don't think it'll throw any problems to her but you know you never know un, un, unless you go but um hopefully it won't um, inconvenience her too much and it's looking like an absolute cracking clash because she wasn't entered into turners uh impervious that is but Looks like it could be a cracker with Allegory, Devassi and Scarlet and Dove all with uh, looking like they've live claims again this season. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You probably people a few people surprised that she wasn't entered in the in the turners. Um, but I suppose that the connections have their sights um fully set on the the mayor's chase. And yeah, it looks like it's gonna be a cracking duel. Obviously it'll be very interesting to see Allegory Devassi turn out in Turles on Sunday. And Scarlet and Dove was impressive the last day in Fairy House and um throw one or two of the English into the mix as well and, and it could be a, a cracking race. Yeah, 100%. And I wanted to ask you about a horse because he did have a lot to do with Noble Yates in his early days. Has he surprised you how much he's after improving? Absolutely. Um, we always thought he'd a big engine. Um, not the biggest horse in the world. I remember winning a maiden hurdle on him by half the track one day in Nav and, and then beginner's chase at the start of the season in Galway. Um, he won that nicely as well, and he just um, he just kept improving. Then and and then to to win the Grand National, he ran the Paddy Power and he ran in Cheltenham, and he only he ran okay. Um, you wouldn't have been thinking he was going to win the Grand National anyway, but um, he <laughs> duly did. And uh, this year, then it's just uh, he's obviously improved again. So uh, he's looking like he's he's in, well up in the betting for the for the Gold Cup. It's uh, it's phenomenal, really. And if he's on the premises turning in, 
They wouldn't like to be the ones in front. No, I wouldn't. No, he's all stamina. Obviously, after winning the Grand National, there's no qualms about his stamina. And um, he's definitely he's definitely going to stay over that marathon trip of the Gold Cup. And they usually go a, a strong gallop. Um, so it, it should suit. Um, and he, he, he seems to go through a... I remember even riding myself. He always does go through a bit of a a bit of a flat spot in his races, but when he gets through that, um, he really he really finishes strongly and hits the line strong. So um, I think he's definitely a force to be to be reckoned with. Yeah, and look, speaking of stairs, speaking of chasers, Mister Incredible, he must have give you some spin in the, in in the uh, classic chase at Warwick. Absolutely, yeah. Um, do you know we didn't know what to expect. He's obviously a, a funny character. Um, you know, he, he uh, ended his career with with Henry, and um, you know, after not and after not jumping off in a race, um, so then he was obviously a very chancy boy. But um, Paul Byrne and Patrick Mullins um, came joined forces there, and Patrick's done a lot of work with him in Willie's. He's really sweetened him up and just tried to kind of get his mojo again, for the want of a better word. But um, he, he certainly did that with him anyway. And uh, I think he did himself um, did himself proud now running that race he ran. You know, he really stayed on well at the, at the finish. So um, I think connections were, were delighted with him just that he ran it, ran it, ran a good race, you know. And uh, Cheltenham handicaps on the agenda, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Patrick was telling me the other night that Kim Muir is going to be his port of call. Um, he'll have top weight on that because he got three pounds for, for that second in Warwick the other day, so he'll be in off one, uh, it's 145, um, so he'll run off top weight in the Kim Muir, and hopefully all will go well there, and he'll he'll go to the Grand National then, and he'll definitely get in off 145, and um, hopefully I'll throw my leg over him, hopefully if he gets there in one piece. <laughs> I'm sure you're looking forward to, to yeah. Yeah, looking on to, to next week, just very quickly Brian, obviously the test is Chase, locally it's a, a, a big, big race, Willie has 7 of the 27, uh, enter uh, seven seven of the twenty seven entries in here, and uh, I was just looking back to the records. You've turned your leg over six of the seven at some point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm surprised to hear that now, but yeah, sure, I probably have. Um, just looking at them here, I'm, I'm looking at the list here. Yeah, there's one or two that mightn't get in. Rambrin Jack number five, Stones and Roses number six, and about it mightn't get in. I, you know, Captain Kangaroo was very impressive down in Cork. Um, when he did win and then he went over to run an entry over the big fences um, didn't get too far there and didn't get too far in the Paddy Power either he, so but I think on a bit of the ground will be testing as it always is for the test days so you know if Captain Kangaroo did get in there off a nice lightweight Tinstone 2 Tinstone 1 even um, you know he's a nice lightweight for that particular race um, you, 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 he might be a good each way bet there and if you were on board, I'm sure you'd be hitting the lower bagel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's a famous race. Uh, it's a famous race in general. But down here, when I'm only ten minutes away from the racetrack, all of William Mullins has got a half day that particular day next Thursday. Um, so everyone goes, and it's a real local, you know, local local um big big day for everyone local. And um, you know, it'll be packed. The grandstands will be packed. And um, no, it's a real it's a real meeting. You'd look forward to. And geez, you'd love to you'd love to win it. And finally, Brian, look at when we were planning to talk. Obviously, you, were, you had a couple of rides in Taunton. That's now off. Yeah, so looking ahead to eight, I suppose eight weeks now to the Cheltenham Festival. Before you go, dark horse maybe to follow at uh, the uh, Spring Festival. Yeah, absolutely. I was just saying, I'm um, thinking to myself, the um, last Saturday when I was in Warwick, um, 
Paddy won the the fairy house, won the bumper there with a with a with a horse by um by Mohaher um called Westport Cove. Um, just listening to Paddy after I was just chatting to him after the race regards Mister Incredible, and he was just saying he won the bumper, and he was just saying he did plenty wrong. You know, he was keen and he was he didn't do do a lot of things right, but he he um he has a big engine and um he definitely said to me anyway he put him on his list for the for the Cheltenham bumper in March so I'd say he'll be a, a nice price for for that anyway absolutely well listen Brian it's an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you best luck for the remainder of the season I'm sure there's big spring winners to come for yourself and uh, appreciate you doing this no bother Barry thanks a million download the Boil Sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers Boil Sports this is betting Right, so it's time for the five-cast draw, Mr. Grum, just to list out the people who had two winners or more and entered the draw this week. Ian Miller, William Lundy, Adam Bramfield and Paulie Kelly. William Lundy, you had three winners in the five-cast. So congratulations. One of these days, Ronald Groom, we're going to be off in Vegas as someone will land the five-cast and that will keep us in mind. So do keep us in mind <laughs> when you do land the five-cast. Get your selections in for this week. Make sure to like the video, of course, and subscribe if you haven't already. And thank you very much for all those positive mes messages in the comments. We don't want no negativity in there. So the draw, <laughs> roll the draw, Mr. Grump. Boy Sports Chalice this week is winner of the five cast. So a 20 free bet with Boy Sports goes the way of William Lundy. And William, you were the one who had three winners last week. So a big uh, just justification. So he deserves it with three winners. Fair play. He does, yeah, absolutely. So William Lundy, uh, a 23 bet for you. And uh, we'll just get in touch via uh, Twitter, via email, and we'll sort that we'll get that credited to your Boyle Sports account. So, and there you go, Mr. Groom. That has been episode number 25. Enjoy the skiing. And uh, you will be back, of course, with two anti-post selections when you do get back, because you will be playing catch-up. And uh, yeah, well, it could be a big weekend. Of course, I was just looking at, at, at this weekend. Probably not too much shake up in the anti post markets. Probably not this weekend, no. It's a quiet period, isn't it, before uh Dublin Racing Festival and the Cheltenham Trails meeting. So uh it'll all it'll all start topping up then. One hundred percent. We'll see you soon, Mr. Group. Don't follow up in your scheme. God bless. An argument opening up a clear advantage at the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by. Download the Boil Sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers. Boil Sports, this is betting. <laughs>